0: to another episode of Beyond Baseball, Powered by Prospects Live. I'm here with some incredible guests. Uh, as always, I have our other host, Caleb Mezzi. We have Russell Easton from Bat Flips and Nerds, and we have Justin Wiley, who's playing on the Great Britain National Team uh, for the World Baseball Classic. So we're going to have a really awesome conversation and discussion about uh, the World Baseball Classic, give a little bit of preview into the Great Britain team as well. Um, so it's going to be a really awesome episode. But uh, first, Russell, I just kind of want to turn it over to you to kind of give a little bit of a preview of uh, what to expect from the Great Britain team some of the things that you're seeing I uh, will dive into some questions after that
1: yeah so this is the first time that the GB national team has qualified um in 2016 they came up against the Israel team that went on to become like the big upset team of 2017 so that stopped them from making to this tournament but back in September last year they played in Regensburg they played in the tournament against uh France Germany and Spain including a Barnstorming match, which I will definitely talk to Justin about later on, that final game against Spain, the comeback, walking it off, winning like getting that qualification moment. So yeah, this is this is a big thing for some that like the die hard kind of like British fans in baseball. Hopefully it's a way of continuing to promote baseball like in the UK. I won't lie, it's a niche sport. As there's, there's probably two and a half, maybe three thousand people who actually play it in the UK, but when you're kind of that small and that niche, it's you're all really passionate about about doing it. And there's more people who obviously like watch it and, and, and involved in that. And with the London series that we had a few years past and what we're getting over the next like two, three years, this is just another opportunity for baseball to grow in the UK. And me and my friends, were just really looking forward to it. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I mean, it's exciting to see the game grow over there in London, uh, just like you said with the London series and really kind of trying to bring the fan base and like what you all are doing with Batflips and Nerds and ha- having different correspondence for each team um, in the UK is just awesome to see. Uh, Justin, I want to kind of get into one question for you because Russell talked about what it was like kind of making it through that qualifying round. What was that moment like for you just to be part of that team and actually kind of get moved? No, you're moving on to the World Baseball Classic.
2: Yeah, that, that entire week was historical. You know, yeah. it, was, it was a great feeling to, for one, meet the guys, because that was the first time we all have been put together <laughs> in a tournament setting or on a team setting and come together. Uh, Drew did a great job of getting some great men together uh, with not just great physical ability, but like great human beings as well. But it was, it was a great three games. You know, we, we played the minimum amount of games, uh, which is what every team wants to do when, in a tournament setting. You know, uh, it's a business trip. So we, we came in, won the opening against France, uh, came in against Germany, uh, was sold out crowd. I mean, Germany, playing Germany in Germany was, uh, it was a great experience. And then obviously a hard fought game against Spain uh, really showed the character within the team and uh, not able to give up and also the talent that everyone contributed and it it only makes sense that uh, that was the qualifying game that would bring us to uh, Phoenix, Arizona here in March.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's exciting to look at that roster because there's some good names on there. You got Harry Ford, you got Trace Thompson, you got Tanaj Thomas, like there's a lot of talent there. Um, Russell, I want to kind of turn it back over to you. Cause you, we were talking about uh, prior to the show, kind of the different cultures and diversity with the, the UK squad as well. So kind of dive into that a little bit.
1: Yeah. So kind of, Simplistically, obviously for the WBC, you have to be eligible for a passport. You don't actually have to have the passport, you just have to be eligible for a passport. And because of some of the historic natures of the British Empire, there are quite a few Caribbean countries and other places around the world where people actually qualify for uh, passports. So Justin qualifies via his Trinidad and Tobago mother. And there are people who qualify from like Hong Kong, from the Bahamas and and many other places. So this GB team is a multinational set of players and people from various different backgrounds. And what we learned from the qualifying is that Drew did a really important thing and is to let all the guys and all the players kind of show and talk about how what GB Baseball is to them. So I'd really love just if you to talk through kind of what happened about that, because Drew really says that that made a lot of difference for you guys getting
2: to know like who each other is and like what you're playing for oh yeah absolutely that was one of the one of the most special moments in my baseball career i have to feel because obviously the magnitude of the world baseball classic everyone knows that but to be able to come into a room with 40 to 50 strangers with one common goal and like a, like a heritage similarity when it comes to all the guys in the uh, Bahamas, Jamaica, uh, U.S. Virgin, British islands. And then for me, Trinidad and Tobago. And then not only talk about the importance of it, but like, there's a, there's a family sense, you know, we're representing not only great Britain, but we're representing our families and we're playing for more than just uh, a stat in the box score. You know, we're playing, for the guy next to us, even though we don't know him as well, but we know there's, there's a heritage similarity. So it was really powerful and it, it got emotional for for some and it really bonded us. So I, I was really happy that Drew and the staff did that exercise for sure.
0: Yeah, I mean, we love hearing those stories because like that's why we launched Beyond Baseball, right? We wanted to focus on the human beings behind the numbers and the box scores and the performances on the field. Um, So like that's why we really wanted to focus on the World Baseball Classic because, yes, it's baseball, but there's so much more that goes into the World Baseball Classic that is not baseball, right? You talked about heritage. You talked about family and then the history and things like that. Um, I want to turn it over to Caleb because I know he probably got some more questions related to kind of human side of things.
3: It was a good timing to pass to me because I wanted to actually follow up on that with the, the baseball and the bonds that you talked about, Justin. I mean, you have been on several teams, obviously, leading up to a professional career, and that you're still playing um, internationally, but then also, you know, in the independent ball. For that, like, how does this fall into your whole, I guess, spectrum of your baseball experience, building bonds through baseball? And in terms of, like, the players that you're meeting, you're all at different points of your career, So for you, like, how do you approach, you know, it's not like you're all in single A, double A, where you're kind of like around the same age and you're all trying to get to the top of the show. Um, How do you approach those in terms of building relationships quickly?
2: Yeah. uh, Like you said, I've been on uh, many different teams, whether it's college, um, independent ball, or international. In college, it's a little bit easier because, I mean, you're living in a dorm with with everyone. So uh, that that, bond is just forced upon you almost. But I t- I talk to my college teammates every day. They're some of like my best friends. As for independent ball, um, you know how like nitty gritty it gets. It's a business. Everyone's trying to get out to to further their career. So you you have specific specific friendships um, within teammates. Like one of my best friends, Todd Isaacs, who actually uh, told me I was eligible to be on Great Britain because he was on the qualifier back in Brooklyn. Um, he pretty much is one of my best friends who I've met through uh, independent ball. Um, and then for this group, I mean, we're, we're thrusted into something that's bigger than us. Mm -hmm. We're representing a country. So we, we all, we don't take that lightly. Um, and so the, the staff and the players really did a great job in trying to create bonds, really trying to get to know each other. So when we're on the field, we're not just out there with some stranger, you know, like, uh, me and Nick Ward, me and Mackenzie Mills, me and Alex Crosby, we had played against each other. Uh, we had played against each other, but now we're like texting each other every day, like checking in on each other. Um, me and Harry, we text like trying, because he's out here uh, in Arizona with his Mariner Spring Training. So we're trying to set up times to go get dinner and stuff. So um, it's not just the bond that, is thrusted upon us on being a team because you can't force that. But the the effort within each individual to try and get to know each other is the most important thing.
0: Yeah. And I love that because we, we've done a ton of interviews on beyond baseball. And one kind of common theme that really shows up is that players talk about how the career is always going to end, but the relationships you build – Playing the game because those are going to last forever. And it's like, this is like an un- unreal opportunity to really develop those relationships over something completely bigger than, like you said, yourself. So I think that's incredible just to hear. Um, the one question I kind of want to dive into, uh, just because the first game is on uh, March 11th against us uh is there, for you, because you're playing an independent ball and different things like that, are there players that you are really excited to actually get to be up out of bat against, um, be on the field against?
2: Yeah, I mean <laughs> that Team USA team has <laughs> star-studded roster. I mean, as well as every other team. Yeah, we'll see. But uh, I feel like because we were informed back in October that we were going to be in Phoenix, Arizona, I got my fanboy uh, tendencies out of the way then, and now I'm just. <laughs> Obviously, I have all the respect in the world for those guys and what they've done for the game. But I'm competing against them. You know, uh, you can't get too high, you can't get too low. But you have to put your step best foot forward to be present in the moment to so just be able to compete and bring out your natural ability. You know? Yeah, I love that. Can you
3: dive a little deeper? You talk about one of your friends who told you you were eligible. Can you just talk about that process? Because I actually heard recently Lars Newbar talking about how he got recruited to play for Japan. Um, I'm just curious about your experience in going through that. I know that probably everybody thinks that the player already knows that they're going to play for that team for some reason,
2: whether they did when they were younger or they just have some lineage, but tell us about your experience. Yeah. Yeah. Again, so uh, one of my best friends, Todd Isaacs, he is from the Bahamas. He actually puts on the Don't Blink Home Run Derby (laughs) with Luke That's 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 gained a lot of traction in the past few years. And so, uh, during independent ball, when I was in New Jersey, he was my roommate the past two years. And we were talking about our families and stuff. And I had mentioned how my mom's from Trinidad and Tobago. And he's like, Oh, no way. Um, I think you might be eligible for the world baseball classic. And I, obviously I knew what the world baseball classic (laughs) was, but I didn't know about like any qualifiers or dates or anything. And then the first, uh, our 2021 season ended. And then he was my roommate again in 2022. And he's like, you know, the qualifiers coming up, I was like, dude, I thought that was last year when you were telling me about it. But, uh, it was right after I had made the all-star team for my league. I pretty much, uh, Todd was telling me, he's like, yo, you should just email, uh, the manager, Drew Spencer. So he gave me his email. I shot him an email, my stats, and he got back to me within probably a few days, which was, which was really nice. And then, um, Drew had reached out to Brad Marcelino, who had coached over at University of San Diego while I was at San Diego State. So we had a, a understanding of who we were um, within that sense. And then from there, they put in some things uh, to MLB to get approved. And I was on a flight out to Germany. That's wild. That's yeah, all awesome. Happened, all happened in about like a month. So it was very, really, really fast moving yeah that that's incredible i I love those kind of
0: stories too because it's like it's an opportunity that you could probably never thought of and then having that person kind of reach out to you is just so cool yeah. um Russell I'll turn it over to you and see if you have any other questions too to kind of kick off with
1: yeah I'll just add a little like obviously there's gonna be a lot of people like that for like for for the g b team it's a real mixture there are there are some people that are known that but... Have played at a high enough level that like aren't quite available for the qualifiers because it takes place during the the regular season time. So there have been a few players like Trey's who have been on the wish list for a very long time, and they've been spoken to like before. And, and some of them, like Justin, where it they, they know have a friend of a friend who's like, "Hey, like you <laughs> you played, so does that mean I qualify?" Or <laughs> uh, or yeah. So the the way the GBs recruited over over the years is this real mix of people just being like, "Huh." Maybe just I'll just work it out, or otherwise there's there's a few boffins on on the GB side who are really going like, hey, it looks like this guy's got like a, a British grandparent. Like <sighs> we need to we need to check if this is actually true because <laughs> there's because there's some some great opportunity for that. Uh, just I want to quickly talk about though. You said obviously like you had like your fanboy moment. But, like, uh, obviously with the Buffaloes and Nerds, we've spoken to Drew about a little bit about the mentality you guys are going to take into this tournament. Like, you're not here just to, like, make up the numbers. Like, you guys want to go out and kind of really push everybody, like, as hard as you can and try and get those wins. Because not so if everybody knows, like, the rules of the WBC, but basically anybody who doesn't finish last in their group is automatically qualified for the next World Baseball Classic. So, effectively, like, one win makes a massive difference for British baseball because it's guaranteed to be there again, like in three year times. Like, honestly, this stuff makes a lot of impact for the money that's invested like in this country into kind of like baseball. So I don't know if you guys have already started to have some conversations between yourselves and Harry and a few of the others, or whether you've had something from Drew about what's the, how do you go into this, even knowing that you are underdogs, but knowing that like, you are really gonna got to
2: give it your all. Yeah, absolutely. We 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 definitely understand that uh each and every game that we can we can pull out is very important. Uh, our goal is to get to Miami. Not just yep. to not be the last team in the pool, but it all starts with the group that was out in Germany and we have so so much talent um and experience added to this roster as well, like the, the, the amount of competitiveness and great character that was out in Germany. I could ride with those guys for the rest of my career. Like, <laughs> we, we did something very special there. And it just, I mean, I want to go back to that Spain game because, man, we, we got punched in the mouth right out the gate, like 4-0. But there was no disappointment. There was no uh, bad morale in the dugout. And I remember in the sixth inning, we were still down two, but a big play just had happened to us. And we're like, we're going to win this game. Like, we, we hadn't taken the lead throughout the entire game, but we're going to win this game, and we went on to do so. So that's the mentality that we're bringing into Phoenix, Arizona. It doesn't matter who's across the lines. If we do our part, we do everything right within the box and on the mound and on defense, then we're, we're just competing with the best in the world, and we're going to see how the chips fall. Yeah. I have two
3: questions. Um, Justin, one's for you, and then one's for Russell. Justin, you going through those games and coming into you know this pool that you're talking about, getting ready to play um, the U.S. team, who would you say has stepped up in those games? I know it's very uh, small sample size, as like a leader. And then my second question to Russell is, when you guys are watching this as fans and understanding you know, this is a big moment for you, who do you guys see as like, oh, this is a player now I could stick to. This could be, you know, if it's someone like Harry Ford, this is someone who I could follow throughout their career. And Getting that one win that you talk about, hopefully there's more than one win. um what does that mean to the g b community, the g b
2: fan base? yeah, um yeah, so we we played our three games, and I would have to say, it's tough to name just one person as like emerging as a leader because we had so many so many leaders within not just the pitching staff but the lineup, and then you also have guys with experience, so they they have more of a vocal uh, role that everyone respects. Um, I would have to say what Harry did out in Germany was some of the most impressive three-game stint that I've seen uh, from a 19-year-old, so uh, I know he's going to have a great big league career. Uh, Alex Crosby, I would have to say, who is on the more seasoned side uh, more of a veteran, he definitely takes more of a, a leadership role because he he relates with everyone. In the course of his career, he's never too high, he's never too low, and everyone can resonate with that. And then you obviously have Daniel Cooper, who is the OG uh, GB baseball leader. Um, he, he's pretty much played in every event possible for for GB baseball, and he was really the guy that. Um, was named captain first off by Drew and the staff, which uh, we we love to see. And he he definitely is like the the father figure of the group. You know, he you can always go to him for whatever you need, and he's always there for uh, a helping hand. Yeah, I think to, to obviously to kind of add to what Justin said,
1: like Harry was kind of. At least maybe from like MLB side like one of the faces of the, of the the qualifier tournament they're like this is a top 100 prospect you also had like novia mateo playing on, on on the spanish line as well like these are the people that they're looking to kind of push out and say like this is the future this is a great way to kind of push out those talents and what harry did leading off and playing kind of like catcher in, in that is is phenomenal like uh i don't I don't know quite know how a nineteen year old can handle all of that pressure and come out uh, as as good as he said. Um, for me personally, uh, Anthony Seymour had an absolutely like fantastic tournament. Um, he was batting number nine, but literally is like if he got on base, he was at third by the time that the other person's at bat was finished. Like to put it in context, he stole five bases in that over those three games. Nobody else in that tournament stole more than one base. So, everybody like, knew what he was, and he basically provided that. So it meant that basically, when Ford was up, there was somebody on base most of the time. Obviously, after the first time through, and that guy was in scoring position. So he gave Henry, opp- uh, Harry, opportunities to actually have big impacts, and it, it makes such a difference. Like, and 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 as Justin said, there were so many people who just knew exactly what their role was in that tournament. For people who haven't seen like the World Baseball Classic there is pitch limits on pitches and usage, so it is a very intricate thing that needs to be worked out about who's used when, how many pitches do you get, how many do you do this, because in some circumstances, Drew had to not only think about that game against Spain, in the back of his mind, he had to have some idea that you could be playing a game tomorrow, and even the games against France and the games against Germany, the usage of what your pitches really makes a difference, so I'm I'm biased here, but Drew managed that tournament like perfect. And the, he's got a lot of guys who kind of worked it out beforehand, the, the crew behind it. I there's, there's so many guys to do this, but they had a set plan, and that tournament, I think, went about as perfect as possible. And I think, honestly, this is one of the things that the GB will actually have an edge on quite a lot of the other teams, is how to actually manage this well and utilize this to be their effect. Because in the group stages... Pitcher can only pitch 65 pitches. Like, they can't go more than that. Mm-hmm. So, like, it doesn't matter if you've got uh, Shoei you Itani, you're only getting 65 pitches out of him. So, <laughs> you, you're onto to the next guy much faster than you think. So, that real consistency and knowing what you're there to do really makes a difference. Yeah.
2: Just, yeah. Oh, go ahead, I Justin. W- I would want to say, uh, yeah, like you said, Drew and the staff managed that tournament to a T. Um, I, I, as I was telling you guys about the whole, we believe we're going to win in the sixth inning. I did not want to play the next day. First off, it was so cold out there. And I was so emotionally taxed after that Spain game. I was like, whoever has to play tomorrow, I think Czech may beat them because Czech's on a hot streak. And we just put our hearts and our minds and our souls into this one game that went into extra innings. I feel bad for whoever has to play. So I'm glad we uh, we were able to walk it off that night and seal the deal.
0: Yeah, that's incredible. Um, I kind of want to build off of Caleb's second part question to you, Russell, too. Kind of um, the meaning behind great Britain qualifying for the World Baseball Classic, what it means for fans and what it means for you all and kind of um, not even like winning one or two games, but like. If you win one game, you're qualified for the next World Baseball Classic. I mean, how does that just start to grow even more? Uh, great Britain baseball. Yeah, I think from like the simplistic side, uh, the,
1: it gets more money from like the UK mm-hmm. like systems that exist basically to hand out like money to sports. Yeah. And I think, obviously, as like Justin has talked about, I think it will probably it'll help like Bahamas, it'll help like Trinidad and Tobago, it'll help a lot of these other places that are that are involved to be like, hey, look, this is what like our players and everything is doing so from from the simplistic side it's money like <laughs> yeah. and that and that makes a massive difference in in a in an underspo- underfunded sport that spain game i i'm i'm a Cleveland fan i've watched baseball for probably about 12 like 13 years and if i'm honest i felt i was feeling more excitement in that game than i was in the game seven in like 2016 oh, that may have been because it wasn't 4 a.m in the morning and i and it was going on but like the chat with me and the other people within Backflips and Nerds was, like, our WhatsApp chat had about, like, 160 messages (laughs) in 30 minutes when everything was coming back. But I don't want to repeat, as Justin was saying, like, we believed that the guys were going to do it. And that, it just felt amazing to kind of, to have that and have something to kind of, like, progress with. Obviously, like, we don't know, like, what's going to come next for, like, British baseball, like, there are some people who are still complaining that it got removed from the Olympics before the baseball came to London and effectively millions of pounds behind the investment that would have happened if we'd have had a baseball team back in, in 2012, but it could only improve things. And having that guaranteed spot is something that they can push to say, Hey, not only is like, we are basically going to be in this major international tournament. So you can fund us towards this and over a multi-year period to do that. There are still people in the UK who were looking at Los Angeles in twenty twenty eight to be like, there's a the chance that that Olympics will probably have baseball because they can mm-hmm. choose like what sport they want to put in now for a couple of them. So it would be a surprise if the LA and the US organisation didn't try to get baseball back in the Olympics. So for, for people in the UK, there's this real that's something that they're they're aiming for is is, is twenty twenty eight and being can we can we be an Olympic baseball team?
0: Yeah, I love that. Uh, Caleb, do you have any more questions
3: turn over to you? I mean, I, I do have a question. I just don't know how relevant it is here. But, Justin, you know, in your Twitter bio, it says that you're an aspiring sports broadcaster, sports analyst. I'm curious how you can use this opportunity to kind of launch into that when, of course, it is appropriate. And that's why I kind of said I'm not sure if it is. If, you know, you don't want to go in there about Justin. You want to go in there about the team. I totally get that. But how can you use this experience, this global appeal, um to kind of launch your own career when
2: it's ready yeah absolutely um i I, i've tried to set up my social medias in a sense where like if they're going to be doing some backgrounding they see who i am as a player Mm. with my master's in journalism i see that um so you got to be strategic in a certain way i love it (laughs) but uh, as you said it's for the team right now i'm here to win baseball games my playing career isn't nearly over but uh I feel like with them doing some background research and if I have the opportunity to give some great insight uh, during a pregame or postgame interview, then that can spark an idea for them. Um, Obviously, I I see myself as a big league caliber player, so I'm going to exhaust all efforts to get to that point. And once my uh, playing career is over, then a new chapter will open and Hopefully, uh, I'll be on on TV somewhere uh, talking about sports because that's the that's all you can that's the best job in the world. I feel like. I think yeah. what you need is one of those
3: small mics that everybody's using these days. Got oh, a, oh, I, is,
2: I got it right here. Oh, I didn't even see I didn't that. <laughs>
3: that's what I'm using for my audio. Yeah, I think if you if you can bring that to the you know pregame stuff and do some you know things on whether it's TikTok, Instagram mm-hmm. uh, stories or real, I, I think I think you'll be creating something for this. Um, community that Russell has, has done such a good job building.
2: Definitely, definitely.
0: Yeah, uh, this has been an incredible interview. The World Baseball Classic kicks off March 7th. Uh, Great Britain will be playing their first game against Team USA, 7 p.m., I think Mountain Standard Time, um, against the United States. So everybody will be have to tune into that game. It's going to be incredible. Uh, Russell, Justin, can't thank you enough for joining. Uh, but before we sign off, Russell, where can everybody find you and your work?
1: Yep, so you can find us at BatflipsandNerds.com. That's the website, um, Batflips underscore nerds on Twitter. We're pretty much kind of like weekly podcast mixture of utterly surreal and actual baseball analytics. We just did a, a pod about our expansion team and somebody suggested that it would be in uh, Roy, Utah. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it, it's a great mix, but yeah, that's it. Love batflips it. and Nerds.
0: Uh, Justin, what about you? Where can people find you?
2: Yeah, so my my personal Instagram account is Justin double underscore Wiley. My Twitter account is at j Talks. And then my baseball Instagram is J-Dub's Juice Box.
0: Awesome. And as always, you can find us on Prospects Live, uh, prospectslive.com. Um, I'm at JaredCP1 on uh, Twitter. And Caleb, yours is? It's Caleb underscore Mezzi. Awesome. Well, this has been just such an awesome conversation, Russell, Justin. We can't thank you enough for taking time out of your morning to join us. Uh, We're excited to have this one post next week. Uh, And, Justin, wishing you nothing but the best as the World Baseball Classic comes around. And we'll definitely be cheering on Great Britain.
2: Awesome. Thank you guys so much for having me. I really appreciate what you guys are doing for Great Britain Baseball. And I can't wait to do you guys proud.